Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, White Sox fans, Brett Valentini here hosting a Southside South Sox podcast. I think that's what it's called. It's been a long time. I've forgotten what the name of the podcast is. It is number 135. Did you miss us? I believe it was before Christmas that we last visited with you. Oh, we know you missed us. Hey, good luck for you. Uh, if you didn't vote or if you did vote or you don't care about voting or you love voting and something prevented you from voting or you're just a little scared to vote, well, here's the thing. We're going to talk about our latest, first, but latest, uh, Hall of Fame ballot. It's the second year, I want to say. I don't know, second, third, fourth, maybe first year, because last year, well, that's a whole different story. We didn't actually get to a vote because because the process was so frustrating. Well, it's just as frustrating this time around, because none of the 10 candidates uh, curated on the 1990s ballot, the 10 most worthy 1990s, uh, pardoning uh, Bonds, Clemens, um, Sosa, whoever, because uh, they just got knocked off of the real ballot. We're going to let them just chill for a few years or something. But uh, otherwise, still plenty of worthy candidates. So he chose 10, put them on the ballot. Uh, nobody got enough support to be elected into our Veterans Hall of Fame or whatever we would call it. Uh, in fact, uh, only one player received even more than 50% support. Uh, so you'll not be admonished, dear readers and viewers and voters. Uh, we're just rolling this out, giving it a try. It does indicate that perhaps the useful life of a veterans committee type vote may be ending sooner than I ever thought, because it is a bit pointless not to have enough support to get people into the Hall of Fame who are, I would argue, uh, clearly worthy. Uh, but we're going to debate that right now. I've invited four of my closest, very closest and most esteemed and most veteran Southside Sox writers and podcasters to join me here. We are going to uh, form 
uh, we are going to assemble in the form of a veterans committee. Uh, we're going to discuss who we did support from this ballot. And then if it comes down to it, we're going to negotiate and say, all right, who do we want to get in? Maybe we don't want anybody to get in. Technically, we could vote all 10 players on the ballot. And I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe we'll use that four standard, which is the way the real veterans committee for Cooperstown operates. Uh, but enough of my yakking. Uh, let's quickly review what the results were. Balloting is closed. Uh, again, the only uh, better than 50% uh, result was Kenny Lofton at 59%. I have a feeling he is going to get some support in our discussion here. Uh, number two finisher is Mark McGuire, 40%. So can't even reach the halfway bar. Uh, third place, Kevin Brown at 38%. It gets just sort of ugly from here. Uh, fourth place was Rafael Palmero at 36%. Uh, a tie, virtual tie, Ron Ventura at 35.4%. Probably a little White Sox, uh, support there, I suppose, getting up that high. Uh, in fifth place, uh, and in that virtual tie, sixth place, Brett Saberhagen, 35.1%. Seventh, David Cohn, 34%. Uh, eighth is Will Clark, 26%. Ninth, John Olerud, 11%. And 10th, getting zero respect whatsoever, though if you're a big hall person, I do think he actually uh, surpasses the bar. It is Chuck Finley at a meager 6%. Char- Sorry, Chuck, I tried. Uh, anyhow, uh, that was the results. I will start by indicating I voted for every one of these candidates. I think everyone in a big hall is worthy. Okay, pick some guys. And I'm going to do that, but I'm going to give everybody else a chance to discuss first. I'm going to just go, as I usually do, in the order of my uh, Brady grid. Of course, anybody else welcome to jump in as uh, players are being discussed, of course. But I'm going to start with our uh, our hero and our MVP of the offseason, uh, knocking out stories left and right. A little bit more excited. She's our... Uh, Christina Erdo of this uh, offseason, I suppose, and getting a much more interesting beat than labor relations. Sorry, Christina. Uh, but it's Melissa Sage Bolenbach who uh, did or didn't vote either way. Uh, she is going to let us know now who she would support on this uh, veterans ballot. I did. I did vote. Um, so, so I will um, start with um, Kevin Brown. I gave him a no. Okay. Um, well, I guess I should preface my voting by saying if there are, if they were linked to steroids, I'm a, they just don't get it for me. Okay. Um, I, right or wrong, that's my outlook on it. I feel like it's just cheating. So okay. whether you had sticky stuff or whatever, I mean, it's, it's cheating. So, um, because Kevin was linked to the Mitchell report, um, he got a no from me. Although, I mean, he definitely has some good stats, but. I mean, if you got used steroids, you right. probably have good I mean, stats. we can predict a lot of results here at this point <laughs> just based on what you said. In fact, if you do just want to tell us who you did support, because frankly, what, half this ballot oh, roughly true. is is linked. But uh, uh, who, are, who are some of the guys you did re- support? Okay. Um, David Cohn. So he was he got one of my yes votes. Um, Kenny Lofton. He got most of like... My notes on Kenny Lofton, he got like the most on my paper. Um, John Olerud also got a yes from me. And that's it. Everybody else got no's. All right. Three out of 10. And some of the people in the comments uh, among our readership, it did seem like two or three seemed to be what people voted. And uh, it's frustrating, but this is a process. I can't game the process. I can't put my thumb on the scale. So three it is from Melissa. We're going to Dante Jones now. I've already predicted one. He's been very clear about one of the guys he is supporting. But Dante, lay it on us. 
who would you have uh, voted for in this on this veterans ballot? So Kenny Lofton should already be a Hall of Famer. Yes. And the fact that he isn't is a shame. Yep. Like that Cleveland team in the 90s, I guess he was overshadowed by the power guys. But like as much as we love home runs, it's not all about home runs and bombs. Sometimes you need a dude that gets on base and just can easily steal bases. Um, I also would have voted for Brett Saberhagen, and that's because I've been um, doing a lot of research, funny enough, now on him, but I've been doing it on um, Dave Steve and, like, how, like, they were kind of playoff rivals. And I'm like, okay, both these dudes should be Hall of Famers, but Steve not on this ballot because even though he is the best Toronto Blue Jays so far probably, mm-hmm. like, in terms of, like, just legacy to that team. Anyway, let's go back to Saberhagen, World Series champ. I think he got Cy Young too. Like he was yeah, pretty good Youngs. at the whole throwing base. Yeah, he got two Cy Youngs. He was pretty good at the throwing baseball thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. What? So John Olerud, another great player. Uh, definitely should be in too. Will Cl- Will Clark, great player, probably should be in. Mark McGuire is on. Is a maybe. Eileen, yes, but also PD allegations don't help. Rafael Primero, sorry, no, <laughs> just nah. Um, and let's let be see. honest, Robin Dante. Ventura. Yeah. So, go ahead. Oh, I mean, you know, McGuire in his case, he's admitted it. So, I mean, you know, there are guys who yeah. who have now admitted it. You know, so it's I not mean, even necessarily cloud of suspicion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Robin Ventura, great love. Will always love him as a player. Still not getting my pick. <laughs> Like, he's one I would be more willing to argue about. But as I made the joke in Slack and years ago, not years ago, a year ago, so what amount of time? Time is a fake concept. <laughs> um, he got beat up by 40-plus-year-old Nolan Ryan, so. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. That's always a joke I got bring up. <laughs> All right. All right. No, and, and, and I want to jump in on Kemi Lofton. Here's the scary thing with some of these guys. It's not all of them, of course, because some of these guys stayed on maybe the full 10 years. I don't know. But guys like Kemi Lofton, one year on the ballot, 3.2% support. I mean, whether you, whether if you're small hall or like average hall, I don't know. I don't know what the real guidelines are. I have my own guidelines. Everyone here on our veterans committee has their own personal guidelines. It could, it could have to do with BDs. It could have to do with a war that needs to be higher. Maybe you hate war and you want a guy to have a 300 average or something. Uh, I don't think anybody would argue that any of these guys, even the most despicable characters or people who are maybe just clearing, I don't know, a 50 war bar. Uh, uh, Dave Steve is a guy who comes to mind maybe uh, along those lines. Um, should not have been off the ballot in one year. That is reprehensible. That's the idea that Kenny race. Lofton, like, a 60 war player, gets 3% and is off the ballot and now it has is dependent on things like this to get his way in, sort of like the you know the I guess the back door into the Hall of Fame because yeah, it's, like, you know it's Kenny. Um, what's um another one that always pissed me off was um Paul Knuckle. <laughs> like that is truly the White Sox homer in me, but I think Paul Knuckle is a Hall of Famer, and like him getting one ballot suck, like one chance sucked. I'm so happy um, Mark Burley did not – like, he looks mm-hmm. like he's going to keep his candidacy. Yeah, sure. I think he's going to be a really interesting veterans committee case in the future. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. We know now, Dante, that really getting in fights with 40 year olds is a real determinant. Paul Canerco avoided it. He sort of gets the support. Ron Ventura didn't. Ah, let's get the support. Uh, you know, the criteria. We all have different Precisely. The criteria. You know, it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. You know, it's time is a lot of funny concepts. Right. And then I like, I need him, like, I need those two to come together and have like <laughs> a sit down meeting about it because I want to just see the content. <laughs> Do it on like a White Sox Rangers collab or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chicago and Texas, Illinois and Texas. Okay. Maliki is, uh, uh, uh he's restored to full power. He has moved up. He's at 100% fully charged. Uh, give me your idea of support on this veteran's ballot, sir. Uh, yeah, I think the comparison that I have for Kenny Lofton in terms of the Hall of Fame treatment is uh, Johan Santana, uh, mm. a guy who, in retrospect, should pretty clearly be in and uh, just for some reason got was an afterthought on the first ballot, and that was that. So, yeah, I would uh, echo Dante's support for for Kenny there. I, I wound up voting for Kevin Brown, um, not because I really have any particular passion for Kevin Brown or his case. It was really, you know, with, with some of these guys, he's a little bit before my time. And a lot of my Hall of Fame judging is based on like vibes to some extent. And there's some things that I can't really speak on if I wasn't there, like mm-hmm. watching him pitch and kind of understanding what right. the context that he was, he was pitching in. Uh, but I spent a long time looking at his baseball reference page and kind of thinking about the year that he was pitching in and the teams he was on. And I just kind of couldn't really find a reason to not vote for him. You know, he's just solid on the volume front. He's solid on the the peak front. He really had a solid, you know, six, seven, eight seasons late in his career where he was one of the, you know, probably six, seven, eight best pitchers in the game. I, like I said, I had just couldn't, couldn't think of a reason not to, even though I didn't really feel super strongly about him. Um, it's interesting, those two guys you mentioned lead off, who are clearly two of the most worthy candidates here. Uh, I think I mentioned in the piece, they sort of have this carpet ba- carpetbagger status. They play for a lot of teams. That mm-hmm. never really mm-hmm. helps a guy's case. You know. <laughs> and you know what, Brett? And this is, I know we disagree on this one, but that's the <laughs> argument that I have with Billy Wagner, too. Because you know what? If, I mean, you can have your philosophy about closers in general, but sure. you know what? If, if Billy Wagner pitches for the Padres for 15 years like Trevor Hoffman, he, it's not even a, an afterthought, but that's a different different discussion completely. It is a different podcast. I'm still going to fight you, but hey, you know, but look, I like this. We're like pulling greatest hits. I love it uh okay uh, other other support i know that's two guys uh for me um i i i did actually end up going with john olerud because i kind of like thinking a little bit holistically when it comes to these things and it's not technically it is not it is not the major league baseball hall of fame it is the national baseball hall of fame uh john olerud is you know he had a very solid kind of almost not the same player, but almost Kinerko-esque career in terms of his output and, um, you know, good, but not great. But, you know, when you throw in the fact that he was still to this day, might be the most decorated college baseball player of all time. Uh, even if it's not really a consideration now, I think that should be recognized mm-hmm. just like I think, uh, you know, Jose Abreu's Cuban performance should be yes. uh, recognized at some point in his candidacy. So that's, um, that was my logic there. Uh, you know, you get to someone like, like Robin Ventura and you don't have to think too hard about it. That's, that's a vibes based decision. And, you know, he's, 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 he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> love you, love you, Robin. But, um, yeah, no. So, um, uh, I, I wanted to vote for Rafi, but just to, I mean, he is objectively on merit a Hall of Famer, but, 
he not only did he he failed the test, he like lied to Congress very dramatically about it. That's kind of mm-hmm. like it's kind of hard to get over that. Even I'm not, I'm not as much of a hardliner on the steroids as I used to be, but that's. Uh, Does that um, become roughly for you like um, Alex Rodriguez like fails twice or whatever? Uh, is that like? Does the fact that he he's he's sort of named in the report, it did the PEDs, but then also did the thing with Congress? Is that sort of end up you know it's almost like a second failure for you that sort of put him in a different PED kind of category in your mind? Yeah, you know, A Rod is weird. I don't want to think or talk about A Rod, but yeah, exactly. That's a, that's um, a know, podcast thing, in a few days. <laughs> the thing, the thing that I ultimately held against, you know, Bonds and Clemens is not just the 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 speculation, even though there was no positive test, but the fact that you know it was never addressed. They kind of carried themselves as if they had done nothing wrong the whole mm-hmm. time, which in many several different ways is just kind of objectively not really true. So, right. uh, yeah, it's a little like you know two strikes there you know again it's kind of hard to get that really dramatic image of committing perjury mm-hmm. about steroids in baseball wagging right? his finger yeah. right you now so I, i've uh, been talking we'll... a lot so i'll cede the floor to, to <laughs> the rest I was ask, here. Um, but... <laughs> with all this do you guys think about the character clause too because that's something i was thinking about with like like my bonds idea like i was a strict bond should be in based off merit person and then like the more i learned about it, i was like Okay, the character clause might just kind of screw him in that sense too. Character's tough. Um, you, there's got to be some basement to it, right? I mean, I don't think I don't think it can be. I don't think you can be an absolutist, right? Um, but I think if the case is ugly enough, I mean, Pete Rose certainly hasn't done himself any favors <laughs> since he's gotten out of baseball, uh, even though his merits clearly there. Barry Bonds' uh, merits clearly there. Uh, David Cohn is a guy who would pop up on this ballot, among many, whose character is not strong, even though he has a career worthy of the Hall of Fame. So that's tricky. And, you know, ends up becoming like PEDs or or many other things. It's like, you know, how, how do you end up drawing the, the line here? Um, I do want to get to Super Joseph because Lord knows he is not going to miss a Hall of Fame podcast. This is probably like eight in a row. Joe, I need to know. Who are you supporting uh, on the veterans ballot here? Yeah, so I thought before that I was kind of a middle of the road in terms of the size of the Hall of Fame that I like. But yeah, this podcast has led me to believe maybe I'm on the smaller side. Jeez. Oh, um, um, but yeah, okay, I, I'm going to make it unanimous. Lopin okay. is an easy, he's an easy vote. All right. Um, yeah, and in the yes category, um, that is, um, frankly, yeah, like, kind of upsetting actually that he got three percent of the vote um in like in his first year on the ballots um i mean there's a lot there and i know you had kind of um brainstormed the reasons why that may have been the case like i don't know maybe the um the more old school baseball fans um who don't like war as much and and they're looking for a 300 average i mean maybe that's that had something to do with it because yeah, he batted 299 for his career. So maybe that one point was, <laughs> uh, was enough to sway a lot of people away from voting for him. But um, yeah, he was an above average hitter and a well above average defender. And on top of it, um, he, he, he was efficient enough at stealing bases to where, you know, it, yeah, it was, like the benefits that he provided his teams yeah. for his stolen base attempts well outweighed the yeah. negatives from the times he got caught stealing. He had 
622 stolen bases and was successful 80% of the time. I mean, that's very, very good. Um, so, I mean, just an all-around great player. It's, to me, like, yeah, his war totals were are more than good enough for, for me. Um, and, yeah, I, it's frankly head-scratching as far as um, why he got so little support. Um, so, yeah, he was a, a very easy um, yes vote for me. Um, besides him, yeah, it was kind of an elusive list for me. I, I also went with David Cohn. Um, he had a very strong career, um, overall, um, including a Cy Young that was actually deserved. Like whenever, you know, I look at Cy Young voting, um, from you know, something as far back as, you know, the nineties where like, you know, pitcher wins and losses weren't really necessarily, you know, considered by the public to be, you know, maybe we shouldn't be looking at this. Um, like they, they were like win loss record for pitchers used to be very much overvalued with Cy Young voting, but yeah, he absolutely deserved that Cy Young when he won it in, um, 94. Um, and just an all around strong career, um, 3.46 ERA, which is a ERA plus of 121. And, um, for someone who pitched, just a tad south of 3,000 career innings. Um, yeah, he, he had the longevity to make that um, good enough for me. Um, yeah, I was also an all-star five times, and I feel like he, looking at his numbers, he got snubbed a few times, mm-hmm. even yeah, besides those five times where he was selected to be in the all-star game, um, was in the top 10 in Cy Young voting five times as well. So, yeah, there, there was a lot going for him as well. Um yeah, for a lot of these players on the ballot, I just feel like they were very much on the fringe where, like, I don't know, Ventura, I was kind of on the fence on. Um, yeah, I think he just came comes up a little bit short for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm also, like Melissa, just, yeah, not big on the PED users. And, yeah, so while, yeah, McGuire absolutely had the stats for the Hall of Fame, like, he, yeah, I, I can't really see myself supporting him in in any of these because you know w- without the PEDs, who knows what would have happened? And uh, frankly, yeah, it's, it was just you know cheating. He was doing something he shouldn't have been, and um, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, you you know, can argue only... that that home run race in '98 was very good for baseball, but at the end of the day, I, I don't really see him, you know, deserving as deserving of the honor of being in the hall of fame yeah and along the lines of Raphael, it, you know he he uh he only comes clean and admits it when he wants to get back into baseball or continue in baseball i, I forget uh as, as a hitting coach so i think there's a level to to mcguire um as well as sammy sosa a little bit that i may or may not be there with palmero where with those guys you can kind of say you know not not concretely but with probably a higher degree of certainty that had it not been for the illegal substances, they were, they're probably not in this conversation, which is not necessarily true of a lot of, if not, you know, the majority of the players that we have to talk about this with. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like the classic. Who's like in a circle hall of famer, like PEDs are not, or Clemens, same thing. You know, Rodriguez, even to that extent, like, People that PEDs are not like the work speaks for itself. That's why I'm just like a little more lax on them. Like 
I think Rodriguez is out of those three has a better chance of getting in than Barnes or Clemens just because he's doing the whole like media tour to rehab rehabilitate his image and shit while they just didn't. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in our choices have to have consequences. And I think that's what I, I am in with the PED thing. It's like, yeah, you know what? Some of these guys truly did have hall of fame careers going, but they made a choice mm-hmm. and the consequence is you cheated. So I don't know that's kind of where my perspective on it well, comes that's, from. That's, that's fair. And there are a lot of people who feel the same way. Let's take a break. And then we are going to hardline negotiate to see how many people we're going to get in the hall of fame. I think you already know one of them, uh, maybe even two, a really surprising choice might be at least our second, but let's see if we get maybe three or four in. Uh, uh, we'll take that traditional approach in the second half. Now that you know, uh, we've laid out our support for the candidates. Uh, and now we're going to negotiate in the back room here right after the break. Stick with us because I, I promise it'll be sort of fun. It'll be like 10 minutes more fun. So stick around. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. White Sox fans, Brett Palatini here. Yes, we still do podcasts at Southside Sox. Not just the Sharing Sox guys. It's a Southside Sox podcast mothership proper. 135, I'm your host. I have a veterans committee, uh, including myself. It makes up five uh, that's you know, almost half of what the true uh, actual committee is uh, for Cooperstown, for all these various veteran committees. They've, they've, they've changed the rules, like it seems like, on a yearly basis. Uh, this year, based on, uh, I guess, to review a, a, a very short bit, last year uh, we had some very involved process, and the conclusion I drew was to put the best, even 30 candidates on there just creates chaos because there are just too many good people uh, to vote for. This is the problem that the Veterans Committee itself has. They're, all the candidates virtually, let's say 80% of the candidates who are on these veterans ballots are probably worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. So how do you end up choosing? You almost have to make these um, sort of like backroom agreements to get people in, which is how Harold Baines got into the Hall of Fame. And, you know, it's not the only time it's ever happened. Uh, it's how Ron Santo got in the Hall of Fame and many, many also did not uh, about a decade ago. Uh, so I think what we found out in doing it on site, part of the reason we started doing this veterans vote is, man, the, the, the baseball writers can't even get this together enough. They can't even figure out how to get people into the Hall of Fame. I want to say it came after, I think it came on the heels of Harold Baines being put in the Hall of Fame. And who, as much as we love Harold Baines, um, you know, sorry, Harold. Uh, but I mean, I think maybe this process has proven that this is really hard to do. And even when you are able to work together like we are here on this podcast to get people in, it's certainly not a no-brainer that you can get the maximum candidates uh, in. People are going to just support who they are. And some folks, Melissa's mentioned it, uh, Joe's mentioned it, most, I think most of you mentioned it, that, you know, there's, uh, if not a hardline stance, definitely a distaste for the whole PD era. And this 1990s ballot is smack, smack in the middle of the PED era. So I believe we are all in agreement that Kenny Lofton should be in the Hall of Fame. Kenny Lofton takes no negotiation. Kenny Lofton, we have put in the Hall of Fame based on this five for five support. Shockingly, it seems to me like John Olerud maybe has four or five votes or so. He definitely has a plurality. Are You know, I mean, 
for the purpose of this exercise, uh, are we okay with John Olerud, who would not have been a favorite, I don't think, on this ballot, uh, getting into the Hall of Fame? Did, did he sneak in in this group? I voted no on him, but he was kind of on the fringe, and I seem to be in the minority. I have no issues with with having him in. <laughs> So, so Joe says, listen, I'll give one of my votes, my precious, precious votes, even though I'm, I'm becoming a small hall guy, like apparently all of you are, what's going on here? Uh, but, but Joe in the back room here is like, okay, you know, listen, you're going to look out for my guy one day. Yeah, I may, I will support John Olerud. Let's get him in the hall of fame. I think John Olerud, <laughs> surprisingly, he finished ninth on our ballot. What's wrong with you people voting? Uh, he's in the hall of fame now. Uh, other names, I think I saw getting support here. Kevin Brown, I think there's two or three votes among us five. Seems like Saberhagen, two or three votes. Maybe David Cohn, two or three votes. If I'm missing somebody, throw them out. Are we comfortable shifting votes? It'd be nice to get maybe three or four guys in. Can we come together on any of these? Uh, Melissa said no on Kevin Brown. Uh, I don't know if anybody else took a strong stance against Kevin Brown or Cone or Saberhagen, how do we resolve uh, these three pitchers? Are these the three we should be discussing to maybe get one or two more guys in? I mean, so David Cone and some of like the stuff that I was looking at to support him. So his, his, do you, is it Jaws? Is that what you say? How, what you call it? Jaws. Like Jaws. Yep. Jay yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, he, his is 52.8 and John Smoltz is like 53.9. So like we're talking like, you know, very minutiae little things here. I mean, he's Cy Young. He won, he would have part of five World Series teams. He was not linked to the steroid era, but he was pitching in the steroid era. So to me, like that's huge. So he was pitching to all of these guys that, you know, were hitting the heck out of the, you know, the ball and things like that. And he still had awesome stats. Um, so to me, that's, that's kind of, it tips him the other way as opposed to people like Kevin Brown. All right, we've got some cone support. We've got Brown dissing. I can go with some cone support too. And like, I'm looking more at um, Saberhagen. And like, yeah, Saberhagen should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he is, I'm going to put him in for myself because two times high young, gold glove at picture, World Series MVP, a World Series, former ERA title. Like, one of them people that is, kind of synonymous with franchise as well mm-hmm. led the league and wins like that's a pretty good picture he should be a hall of famer in my opinion all right we're getting a little cone support a little saberhagen support uh it, is there it, any way to resolve this yeah you know maybe maybe i'm just being the 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 small hall kill killjoy of the bunch here <laughs> um i would i would admit that cone cone on merit is absolutely absolutely a hall of famer uh you know the the character clause stuff is just it's impossible to not be arbitrary with it um and some of the stuff in his history gives me enough pause that you know maybe if it's addressed or if you know we hear something about it, it's been kind of memory hold unfortunately and i'm i'm not super comfortable throwing throwing a vote there just you know like i said gonna arbitrarily pull the character clause thing there maybe you know down the line but he he is a hall of famer on merit i'm just not not quite there yet um saberhagen i'm i've been looking at saberhagen's numbers and I, I'm just not terribly moved by 
the volume. Um, I mean, he made more than 25 starts, like, you know, once in his last, you know, 10 plus years in the league. He was very, very good for a little while early on, but it's sort of like, you know, maybe if Tim Lincecum had hung on to pitch another like five, six years, making like 20 starts a year, I don't know if that would move me enough to put him in either. I, I have a hard time, hard time doing that. So I, you know, I don't think I'm necessarily a small hall person. I think it's also okay to admit sometimes when it's just like not a particularly special or interesting slate up, um, especially when you throw the steroid thing into the equation. Like if, you know, there's no steroid issue, then Palmero's in with no issue. Maybe Maguire's in with no issue. We, we don't have to have this conversation. So it might just be that outside of those boundaries, we all have our separate boundaries with those. So it might just be kind of a, a little bit of a weak, weak class, which won't, won't always be the case. Yeah. All right, let's round up some votes here. So we can move on and put this perhaps last first and last veterans. Pro- I mean, I think we've had one before, maybe last veterans vote podcast ever in history ever uh, to bed. But for what it's worth, uh, per Jaws, uh, Jay Jaffe has uh, Kevin Brown is the 33rd best starting pitcher just per Jaws, which is peak career, not full career. 33rd best starting pitcher of all time. Cone is 48th, Saberhagen 57th, which is reflecting a little bit of what uh, Maliki just said. Um, okay, uh, so let's, uh, you know, pressure around. And there's no pressure here. Who cares? I mean, if, we, if we've only to vote to in, that's fine. Um, we're going to use a bar maybe of uh, four out of five. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Maybe it has to be unanimous. Um, M- Melissa, any uh, one of these three can you support? Uh, uh, Kevin Brown, Brett Saberhagen, David Cohn. Uh, David Cohn gets my vote. David Cohn, but not Saberhagen or Brown. Okay. No, no, I said my Brown. I think Saberhagen, he was just a little too plagued with his injury and his shortened career. And then whether it's fair or not pitching in Kansas City for a big part of his career. So if he's hollow, very good, I feel like I could give him my vote, but. You're just angry that he threw a no-hitter against the White Sox. That's cool. You can admit that too. Uh, Dante, uh, of these uh, three, who, who gets your support? Um, I'll personally go Saberhagen definitely. And like Malachi said, the care of the clause thing makes it difficult for Cone. But also I go down to the fact that we have people that are just as bad in the hall. For a record, I wish we used the care of the clause to put good people in the Hall of Fame too. <laughs> yes. But you know, we just don't like to do that. No. And I do get the point with the volume for Saberhagen simply because like in like a decade or so we're gonna be having the same conversation about Jacob deGrom who is, in my opinion, objectively better, but his volume is not going to be that high because yeah. injury history. So I'm going to just, I'm going to go with a yes on Saberhagen, no on Brown, and a no on Cone. All right. Uh, Maliki, it's just support for Kevin Brown, not Saberhagen or Cone? That, that is correct. Correct. That is where I stand. Okay. I'm the contrarian of the bunch, I guess. All right. Well, Super Joseph, it might, he, he, he may even, uh, he may supersede you there. Uh, any of these three can you support, Joe? Yes, I will stick with my support of Cone, um, okay. and I will stick with my lack of support for Brown because <laughs> of the, the um, link to things he should not have been doing. Um, I, I will add in Saberhagen, though. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I could get behind him getting in. Okay. Okay. Well, we tried to twist arms. Uh, we tried to apply pressure. We tried to uh, bribe. 
Um, you don't even know what went on during that one minute break. Oh my God. It was, it was, it was fiery and the green room cookies got completely decimated because it was intense. Uh, but it looks to me like the best we can get out in, for uh, behind any of these, uh, three remaining pitchers who seem to have the, the best secondary support is three votes. And that is not going to be enough to push them forward. So I think we can come. The conclusion of our process is uh, unlikely as it is. John Olerud is a hall of famer in our eyes. Good guy. I think good guy. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, uh, I, I think uh, Malachi was the one who uh, alluded to um, college. Oh, what were you talking about, Olerud? I mean, he was a two-way guy. He was like, uh, Ota- I mean, not quite an Otani. Of course, he wasn't an Otani, but I mean, he was a pitcher. I mean, he had the aneurysm. Uh, and, I mean, it sort of th- it could have thrown his career completely in the drain. And instead, he's a guy that we're talking about being in the Hall of Fame. And, in fact, among this group of five, putting him in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, Kenny Lofton, he's got... He's got just a little bit of White Sox stink on him. Of course he has to be in the Hall of Fame. My goodness. We got to put him in. Uh, but an incredible ball player should not have been off the ballot. And many of these guys should not have been off the ballot in, in, in just one election. That is embarrassing. That is, that is truly dereliction of duty. You don't have to love Mark Burley. You don't have to put him in the Hall of Fame. But the idea that you let even guys like Mark Burley drop off, which thankfully isn't happening. Maybe, maybe the voters are learning. And this is just the last vestiges of a really ignorant, uh electorate uh any parting thoughts for this uh ballot uh because i guess we were more successful than our readership in that we got uh two players in are we content with getting two players in i I just want to give robin a a shout for defense like if it was the hall of defense like robin is in but his his offense just just his numbers when you compare them to, to the other you know, infielders, third baseman in, in the hall. They just, they don't come close, but man, defense, he was just, he, he was amazing. So. Who would have thought I was the softest among the five of us, man, I'm a pushover teddy bear for the hall of fame. Put all 10 in. Well, anyway, we got two in. And if we ever pick this up again, we won't come around to the 90s for a while. But if we ever pick it up again and continue these veterans votes, we'll have this debate. Um, And, you know, hopefully some of my very favorite people will be with me on it again. I know Joe Reese's will. We might not have a site anymore, but we'll just once a year talk about the Hall of Fame. Why not? Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for voting. Thanks for participating. We don't know what we're going to do with the veterans thing uh, in the future, but it was fun doing this. It was fun having this discussion. Thanks to my for uh, our five committee here uh, at Southside Sox. We have concluded John Olerud and Kenny Lofton. Thanks, everybody.